Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Last night, history was made. And I'm sure all of us will remember exactly where we were on this day, glued to our televisions. As Israel launched airstrikes on Rafah, Gazan officials say 67 civilians were killed. Two hostages were reportedly freed in the operation. As well as breaking news, Senate moving forward with its funding bill for Israel and the war in Ukraine after a vote on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah, it was the Super Bowl yesterday. How many of you watched that one? You know, I absolutely love this because I absolutely was watching the Super Bowl. And my friends, I did not bet on the Chiefs to win. I bet on the narrative (laughs) and I won a hundred bucks. I'm not a big sports betting guy. I don't know. uh, uh, You know, when they're, you got, you got all these bets and they're talking about if this guy does this and if these, I don't don't know any about that. I just said, Chiefs are going to win. And I think I won $101, something like that. Money line bet, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I I was like, uh, I had made a bet for uh, Kelsey to score a touchdown. That didn't happen, but almost, almost. And we got this. Uh, I, I do want to get into the real news about what was going on last night because I think it is a very, it's very important. While many people are glued to the Super Bowl for this massive show, wanting to see if the narrative will come true, if Taylor Swift will get that proposal. She did not. Yeah, Israel launched airstrikes in, in Gaza on Rafah, and the Senate is moving forward with funding more war. And to be honest, I, I, I don't care too much about the, the Israel story. We are not Israel. And I, you know, what they do with the war in Gaza is an ancillary issue for those of us in America. The funding of Israel and Ukraine is a bigger issue for us, which I think matters more. That being said, what happens in Israel will likely exacerbate the ongoing conflict in the Middle East, could incite more strikes from Iranian backed militias, and of course, drag us into what may already be World War III. That being said, I think domestically what happens here is extremely important. And right now we will get into this just like we drew it up. Joe Biden's dark Brandon reacts to the Chiefs Super Bowl win update. Oh, boy. That's right. Uh, the Democrats, because it's certainly not Joe Biden. What did I have this? Uh, the stupid tweet from Joe Biden pulled up somewhere. I have one of them. Let me see if I can find the stupid uh, dark, dark Brandon. 
Dark Brandon officially on, where is it? I don't know. They posted this picture. Actually, oh, it's right here. Just like we drew it up, Joe Biden with glowing eyes. And I, and I gotta tell you, it, it, guys, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, there was one funny post. They're like, can you please hand over the account to a Gen Zer? Because the millennials just don't get it. But here's the, here's the narrative. The narrative was that it was rigged. It had to happen. The chiefs had to win. And many people are now claiming it was rigged as they were claiming it was rigged beforehand. So what did I do? Well, look, Taylor Swift starts dating Travis Kelsey like right before the season starts. She's appearing at these games. The NFL is getting a viewership boost. The right begins their uh, campaign against Taylor, claiming that she is a psychological operation and will soon endorse Joe Biden. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Like, I, I, I've read a lot about it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what's going to happen. But you would be crazy to bet against the Chiefs with all this going on. Here's the best part. How many of you accurately predicted what was going to happen? Yo, we had a Super Bowl party. We were hanging out and we basically all predicted it very well. Not like one for one perfectly, but let me explain the way it had to go. The way it had to go, that the Chiefs would be down, then at the last, they, they would slowly turn it around. The, the 49ers would take the lead, but at the last minute, the Chiefs would take the victory. Now, I'm uh, uh, two for three in my prediction. My prediction was the 49ers are going to be ahead. That uh, one, the Chiefs will win. Two, it's going to be that the, the 49ers will be ahead for some time. It will come close with the Chiefs scoring. But then the 49ers will inch slightly further. And then at the last minute, the uh, 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 the Chiefs will win. So I got those two right. But the third prediction I had was that it would be Kelsey scoring the, the game winning touchdown. Missed that one. Missed that one. But I absolutely love how it played out exactly that way. And there was, a, I think it was the second to last play, was almost Kelsey scoring the game winning touchdown. So uh, look. We're watching this game, and every step of the way, I'm screaming like, the narrative cannot be beat. There it is. I'm like, uh, it, it was great. Uh, Kellen, who works here and does production, was like, they're going to they're gonna do a, a, a field goal to tie the game, and they're going to push in overtime, and uh, <laughs> that's what we end up getting. And so I just think it's really funny that they've got this meme, like, just like we drew it up. But there's actually a bunch of, uh, uh, first, I do want to point this out. Benny Johnson posts this, posts this video of Kelsey yelling at the Chiefs coach. And uh, I mean, it's an uncouth moment from Kelsey, but I don't care. Dude, I've seen so many videos of people at sporting events yelling at each other. I don't know why anyone's posting this. Mark Lobliner says, making this political is a stupid move. Stop being stupid. I agree. And right now, Donald Trump has issued a statement. Look, look what they're doing. Trump slams Swift, prompting other politicians to come out as Swifties. I called it. If there was a bet, you know, look, I don't care to bet on the Super Bowl. It was fun. Last year, I bet on the coin toss and I won. That was fun. It's like, what's the coin toss going to be? And then the color of the Gatorade or whatever. You can do that. I don't know. I don't know. I told you guys they're going to do this. They were going to if, if you politicize this and look, you know, man, I, I don't know. I don't care. OK. If you're a Trump supporter and you want to go 110 percent 
against Taylor Swift, by all means, have fun. I don't care. You don't have to like her. Pop star, whatever. I think pop music is, you know, it's fun, whatever. But this was always going to be the narrative. Trump is enemies with Taylor Swift. Why? The only way, assuming there is a psyop, which I don't think there is. I think it's a PR marketing campaign for, for football. But assuming there is a political play to be had, it only works when Trump supporters declare war on Kelsey and Swift. And so there you have it. The narrative is going to go heavy into Trump hates Swift. Trump slams Taylor Swift. He didn't slam her, by the way. He said she couldn't endorse Joe Biden because he did things to help her. That wasn't slamming her. If, he, if she does endorse him and then he says, how dare she? That would be, I guess. But you know what, man? Look, is, I, I absolutely am fascinated by this because there are people on the right who are die hard, ready to come out and just screech to the high heavens that Taylor Swift is the villain, giving Democrats everything they need to turn this into something political. As I've already shown you in many segments, I know some of you haven't watched every segment I've done. Taylor Swift does not have political swing. Do not give her political swing. And that's what's happening right now. This narrative came out. Taylor Swift, uh, 155,000 voter registrations visited in one day. Well, the actual number was that was their standard daily traffic. They got 35,000 new registrations after Taylor Swift posted about it, of which we could only reasonably conclude she's responsible for at most 8,107 out of her 282 million followers. She has no influence. Do not bring her into this. But you know what? Look, I got to tell you, man, allow me to sit back and laugh as y'all ride the, 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 the atomic bomb out of the plane screaming, yeehaw. It's the it's the most obvious play in the world. And I want to say this too, the most frustrating thing to me with more and more people, I, 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 I got to say it, Benny Johnson, Jack Posobiec, they're, we're friends, but you guys have walked blindly into a wall and bashed your faces, uh, just bonked your heads right in the wall. Hey kids, don't ever mix your seventh COVID booster with Bud Light or else you'll end up, you'll end your career on national TV. What a disgrace this guy is. I, I don't get it. I seriously do not understand. 8.5 million views, 17,000 retweets. Okay, roll with it. Just roll with it. There's literally no reason to single out Travis Kelsey. The corporate press has been trying to single out Travis Kelsey. They have been promoting him in a positive light. Why give them their, their reaction, which they require for, for a political war declaration? I don't get it. I really don't. I've tried making the I've tried explaining over and over again about winning people over. And I quite literally see nothing but downside and the and and an advantage for Democrats to do something like this, insulting Kelsey and insulting Taylor Swift. But I suppose so be it. Uh, here's here's the old Joe Biden meme. Just like we drew it up. OK, OK, I do want to do this. Uh, oh, so we have this post where they actually, you know, it's so stupid they, they, who, who's it going to be? And then he's like, who's going to win the chiefs or the 49ers? And he says, if I'd get in trouble, if I told you, and then it shows the dark Brandon meme, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out noble gold investments. They have a track record of excellence. That's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the better business bureau. 
Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Hey, they're trying. What can I say? But then we have this video, which I absolutely love. This is from Concerned Citizen saying, was the NFL Super Bowl rigged? Many Americans think so, and here's some proof. Wouldn't be surprising, would it? America is wild. All right. In this video, you can see a play in which the, uh, I, 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 who, who is it? Um, I, they, they, I, I can't remember who's the, who's the quarterback in this, but he narrowly passes the line of scrimmage, and then it's supposed to be like second and eight or something like that, but they call it on the TV, first and 10. And then everyone's immediately like, it's rigged. This proves it. And it's like, dude, there's actually the ESPN play-by-play. It was actually second and one. They did not call it. Yeah. And then you have this. uh, This is from, I think I have a tweet from Brendan Dilley says, I thought the same thing. The television crew thought that the previous play from Kelsey was a first down. However, the referees ruled he was a yard short. So it was actually second and one. The next play, Mahomes scrambles for two yards and gets the first down. I remember we were watching and we were like, was that it? Was that it? Ah, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. But just because the TV graphic says it, I mean, guys, but here we are, my friends. I, you know what? Fine, whatever. I feel like I've said it more than enough. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, at a certain point, I just resign myself to the realities of the prominent right and their uh, position on make giving the Democrats everything they want and everything they need. Right now, Donald Trump is winning in the polls. Most people are actually leaning towards Trump, independents and Republicans, giving him the advantage. Every poll is showing this. Doesn't mean he's going to win. Joe Biden has nothing. You need a rallying cry. They're not going to get young voters. Young voters are going towards Donald Trump, young voters who feel like they can't afford anything, they can't buy houses. And a big issue, of course, is immigration. Young voters looking at what's going on with illegal immigration, illegal immigrants being given debit cards and hotel rooms with beds and TVs and showers, and they're living in boxes if they can afford it. You got these viral videos of these shoebox bachelor apartments with no bathrooms in New York, and they're like, I can barely afford it, but at least I'm not not homeless. Well, The bad news for you is that the illegal immigrants are being given hotels. Not all of them. Some of them are in shelters and stuff like this, but a lot of them are. I got to tell you, if I had to decide, if I had to make a choice, I'd say give the young people the free hotel room and put the put the illegal immigrants in the shoebox bachelor. But that's where they're living. So what's happening is we're seeing a lot of young people actually shift towards Donald Trump. Well, there's only one way you can counter it, and that is trying to ignite a new voter base. You're not going to win over people 
who uh, are losing out. You can try and sabotage Donald Trump. And so here we are. This story from Politico from a week ago, Pentagon to MAGA world, you need to calm down over Taylor Swift. The absurdity of it boggles the mind, said one senior administration official. Psyop. That's what people are saying. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Um, What is it likely? I don't believe their relationship is real, to be completely honest. Um, I could be wrong. It's my opinion. I think it's probably a PR relationship. They'll break up very soon. It'll be quiet. We'll get some passive reports that they're slowly not seeing each other anymore. Uh, They'll say nice things about each other and just say, you know, it was a whirlwind love affair. I don't think she says anything bad about him. I don't think she writes a song about him. If she does, it's going to be a more mature like, I thought you were the one, but we realized we were better off as friends or something like that. Because this is tremendous good PR for the NFL and for Taylor Swift. It's 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 your, 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 your typical like we get a celebrity and a celebrity. They're seen together at a club that we all get. But of course, there is a strong possibility that Democrats, super PACs, political uh, individuals are like, there's an opportunity here for us. And they've probably met with Taylor and said, would you be consi- would you consider endorsing Joe Biden or speaking out against Trump or in support of some issues that Democrats are in favor of? Why? Because all political campaigns do it. It's not a Pentagon psyop. It's a marketing campaign, which I believe probably. How do you counter that narrative attack? You say very simply, Taylor Swift, oh, she's, she's pretty cool. That's it. That's all you can do. Of co- unfortunately for us, we have people who... Uh, I guess they're tribalists. I ask you this. Why should I care about Taylor Swift one way or the other? I don't care about any other politician who endorses a celebrity. I just laugh him off and say, Michael Rappaport recently came out saying he was wrong and supported Trump. I say, great. When Michael Rappaport was speaking out against Trump, we, I still gave him praise for being a funny guy. Because what we want is for like, you know, Marion Williamson comes in here and she's like, Trump bad, narrative bad. And we're like, can we show you something, show you some books, see what you really think? And Marion Williamson, of course, was like, wow, I did not know those things were happening. So do you want to win people over? Of course, there are many on the right who say, well, you're not going to win over Swifties anyway. That's stupid. What's the point? You got to call them out. And I'm like, hold on. Going to war with Taylor Swift serves what purpose? Are the Swifties already going to vote for Biden? Some may. There are many uh, Trump supporting Swifties. That's a fact. And, and, and it's remarkable that there are many people online saying it's not true. They come on Timcast IRL. They're like, we love Taylor Swift. Guys, even Matt Walsh was like, there are so many more awful pop stars to go after than Taylor Swift, who's like singing about wanting to have a family or whatever. Like either way, here we are. You now have two net negatives against Donald Trump. One. A story over and over again being repeated that Fox News and the far right are claiming Taylor Swift is a Pentagon psychological operation. Y'all sound nuts. I, 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 whatever, man, you go to a regular person in the middle of the street and you ask them, what do you think about Taylor Swift? It's like, oh, I don't know. You know, she got some pop songs. I like whatever. Do you, if he said, do you think she is a psychological operation being launched or there is one being launched by the Pentagon to get Taylor Swift to support the Democrats in the deep state? And they're going to be like, you're a crazy person. And that's a narrative they've already launched. Now they're going to say Trump supporters are in a cult, blah, blah, blah. My biggest fear for the Super Bowl was that some crazy Trump supporter or false flag would come out screaming on camera or something because, oh, boy, that was a play they could have made. Maybe a little too heavy handed, by the way. But here we are now. 
a week ago. So regular people hanging out at the bar, don't pay attention to politics, have heard Trump supporters think Taylor Swift works for the government. I'm, I'm not saying that's literally what they're saying, but that's, what, that's, that's the narrative they hear. And you got this now. Here it is. Trump slams Swift, prompting other politicians to come out as Swifties. And there it is. So, of course, Trump said, there's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Trump was referring to himself since he signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act. Well, he's not slamming her. Many people are claiming she would endorse Joe Biden. Trump's saying, well, she, there's no way she could. I, I did the Music Modernization Act. And it's going to be really messed up. It will be if she never does endorse Joe Biden. If she does, so what? Her political pull is minimal. Why start a fight to give these people this narrative? You know, Trump said something uh, outside of the helicopter or he's being interviewed or I can't remember where he was. It was outside the helicopter. I don't know where he was, but he said something like it might have been actually he said something like I'm, I'm much more popular than Taylor Swift outside of a plane or something. I'm much more popular than Taylor Swift anyway. And this is what you get. There's literally zero upside to going to war with Taylor Swift fans. None. The at best, the narrative you could make would prompt, let's say, let's say one, one Taylor Swift fan votes for Joe Biden. Why? Why do that? Whatever. Because here it comes. Oh, I got I, I do want to jump to this. Uh, here we go. Let's we'll get off Taylor Swift and I'll wrap it up with these past last few points. Trump says war in Ukraine must end even as U.S. aid advances. I know the Taylor Swift thing got a little dry. During the Super Bowl, I think what's important to point out is that uh, the war in the Middle East is escalating seriously with the bombing of Rafah, that our politicians are advancing a bill to fund more of it while y'all are distracted. And I'll tell you what, I, what, I, what I'm just like, guys. I see a lot of Trump supporters saying, well, you were watching stupid sports ball. This was happening. And I'm like, no, 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 no. OK. People need to have fun. People need to interact socially. And you need to connect with regular people who don't know much about what's going on. And so the answer is really simple. We had a Super Bowl party. We had pizzas and wings. We played poker with the boys. We uh, watched the game and we laughed and had fun. And of course, while it was going on, we were all politically minded people. You know, Elad's here and he's like, Israel's bombing Rafa. And we're like, wow, big news. So what do you do? When the game's all said and done, you can point out with a chuckle and be like, well, next time you see your, your, your buddies, maybe you see him tonight, you say, you guys get, you see, you believe this? We're all trying to have a good time and watch the game. And those, I'll, I'll spare the swear curses. People in Congress, they vote on war. That's scuzzy. We all want to get together as, as, as a country, as sports fans, and just take the day off. And you go behind our backs, dude, these politicians, man. That's how you do it. Can you believe it? You and me, we're hanging out, sharing a beer, having some pizza, watching the game with a laugh. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. This is what you get. Additionally, they played the Black National Anthem. Everybody was pissed about that. But I got to tell you, my friends, Joe Biden ain't all with it. I'm going to save this video for later, though, because it shows the mental decline. And the new theory is that based on this, they can't keep Joe Biden in. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Fear not, ladies and gentlemen, for if Joe Biden is mentally unfit to be president, and he is, Kamala Harris is ready to serve. You know, the funny thing about this is that she may be ready, but she is not capable unless she's acting like a moron in all of these uh, speeches and press conferences. I think we're trapped between a rock and a hard place. That being said, I would take Forrest Gump over Joe Biden. You know, we had this conversation on Timcast IRL about whether or not Kamala Harris could serve or whether or not she's mentally deficient. And I said, you know, here's the thing, right? Joe Biden has a broken brain. His brain does not work. I am not trying to be mean. I am stating a fact that he is an old man who struggles to speak these days. He is sundowning and everybody knows. Kamala Harris, however, is more like Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Like her brain works just not very well. Or, or you know, I, I guess I put it this way. It's like it's like a bike with square tires. You know, like if you pedal, you will move forward. It will go but it's not a very good bike. You know what I mean? So I, I guess it's up to you what you'd rather have. Uh, you know, Joe Biden represents the bicycle with two flat tires and a bent rim. I guess maybe the chain popped off. Or <laughs> just like, I don't know what to do with this. I, I, I guess you can roll down the hill on the rims. Kamala Harris represents just a really bad bike. And so I got to say, you know, in my opinion, I'd rather have Kamala Harris as president. Honestly, neither. The Democrats have a huge problem right now. The latest report that Joe Biden will not be criminally charged because his brain is broken. And what I love about this so much is that, uh, you know, following this report, you've got this from uh, the New York Post. Doctors call for Biden to take mental competency test after scathing classified report. The New York Times rushing out full speed to defend a guy whose brain is clearly not there. Memory loss requires careful diagnosis, scientists say. Uh, you know, for the DOJ to just say, look at this, a federal investigator said that President Biden had poor memory and diminished faculties, but such a diagnosis would require close medical assessment, experts said. Dude, you do not need a doctor right now to realize Joe Biden's brain does not work. I want to play a video for you. It's a combination of politically despicable, but also evidence of Joe Biden's brain being totally broken. President Biden at POTUS tweeted, while you were Super Bowl shopping, 
Did you notice smaller than usual products where the price stays the same? Folks are calling it shrinkflation, and it means companies are giving you less for every dollar you spend. I'm calling on the big consumer brands to put a stop to it. I'm going to pause real quick and say, no, Americans are too fat. Make all their food smaller. Stop eating so much. Or at the very least, cut out the sugars, get more protein in your diet. But I digress. I'm not going to rag on the American people for having a hard go of it when the economy ain't doing so well. Joe Biden saying it's the company's fault that they have to cut corners to save costs. Laughable. But you know what? I want to play the video for you because more importantly, listening to this guy try and speak is brutal. Listen to this. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. What I love about this video, I mean, look, if you give an honest assessment, you actually listen to how he's speaking. The dude is struggling to read this script. But more importantly, I know it's politically deceptive, but I'm just going to say, no, no, he actually thinks this is true. He's just a moron. I will take the moron angle and say, you should not be running for president. You should not be president. That being said, the reality is, They know that even with all these stupid BS mainstream media numbers claiming the economy's better than ever, nobody feels it. So what does he do? I love this conspiracy theory. Joe Biden is a crackpot conspiracy theorist who believes that all of the companies have gotten together to shrink their products. (laughs) Is that are you are you nuts? Shrinkflation's a real thing. But there's no grand conspiracy where you can call on companies to stop their grandiose plan to shrink products. No, they're shrinking the products to save money. I mean, I'm for it to be complete to a certain degree. I mean, you go to the grocery store and just there's a lot of garbage people eat and it's dirt cheap. What we need to figure out. okay? and when I say partly is I want people to be able to eat food. I know not everybody can afford it. And this is a challenge. Agreed. My point is we need to find out how to reduce the amount of simple starches and sugars and increase the amounts of protein. That's a big challenge. Meanwhile, you got these people saying, don't eat meat, eat the bugs. That's not good protein. And all that fake meat they sell, like those fake cheeseburgers that are made of plant or whatever, they've got like a a ridiculous amount of salt in them. All right. We need to figure out how to get people on better diets. And I'm not saying keto or anything like that. I'm saying most Americans don't get enough protein in their diet. I've been harping on this, but This is why I think we have an obesity epidemic, because somebody goes to the grocery store and they buy some mac and cheese or something, and they'll they'll look at it and it'll say, you know, it's got calories or whatever, and they'll buy it and they'll serve their family cheaper carbohydrate foods, but too much of it. So they have to eat a lot to try and get what other macronutrients they're not getting in their diet. Thus, Americans get fat. I don't think this is solving any of these problems, but my friends, here's the news. Kamala Harris says she's ready. Now, to be fair, what they're doing with this is a little underhanded. She did not say this after the report came out. So people are thinking that this report drops. 
Joe Biden's brain does not work. And Kamala goes, well, I'm ready to serve as if she's ready to undercut Joe Biden. She said this two days before, quote, I am ready to serve. There's no question about that. The response during an interview with The Wall Street Journal on Tuesday came two days before a special counsel report on Biden's handling classified documents amplified concerns about the 81 year old incumbent's mental acuity. The report said Biden displayed diminished faculties in interviews and called him an elderly man with poor memory. Oh, boy, I love it. The New York Times like, wait, no, because <laughs> the New York Times wants him to win. How about that? Well, my friends, where are we currently? The latest polls from 538. Oh, boy, it's a nail biter here. Now, I can't honestly tell you exactly what's going to happen because it's wacky. But I mean, for the most part, polls show Trump is winning. We got Trump up one, Trump up eight. In this one from uh, Atlas Intel, you can see um, Michelle Obama beats Trump. Oh, here it goes. Even with Kennedy in the race. I like this one with no Trump in the race. I think, uh, yeah, no Trump. You've got Biden beating Haley, Kennedy and West. But then when it goes Biden, Trump, Kennedy, Kennedy pulls 5% spiking Joe Biden. Donald Trump takes the lead. Basically, when you go down, uh, aside from this Suffolk University poll, which seems really weird with Biden up 20 points, don't buy it for a second. But that's that's I don't buy it for a second. You can see for the most part, Trump's winning in all these polls. There's like no poll outside of that one that shows Trump losing to Joe Biden. And even the ones that include Kennedy just make it worse for him. So right now, I think it's plain to see. OK, you know, I don't care about the polls. I don't say they're all wrong. How a human being could say they're going to vote for Joe Biden is insane. Kennedy, I get. And I think any sane person should not be voting for Joe Biden, especially after this report came out basically saying that his brain don't work. Now doctors want him to take a test. Take a look at this one from New York Post. Medical professionals have stepped up calls for President Biden to take a mental competency test after Thursday's blistering report from special counsel Robert Herr revealed the 81 year old can't remember basic facts about his own life and career. And how about this? In the past week, he said that he's spoken with three dead people. I think it was three. You had Mitterrand. You had um, what was it? Was it two dead people? I think it was three dead people. I know Mitterrand, the French guy. He died in 1996. And Biden's like, I, I talked with him. Um, it was a German guy, I think. It was one more. I could be wrong. But at any rate, the joke is um, maybe he really did. You know, everyone's saying his brain doesn't work. But perhaps, my friends, as you get older and you become closer and closer to the veil, that is the thin membrane that separates our world from the next, Joe Biden has begun to see through it. And he sees Mitterrand standing right there and he's like talking to him. I'm kidding, by the way. But it is fun to think about. Perhaps as we get older, we can see our loved ones on the other side. Don't go towards the light, Joe. The Her report released Thursday assessed Biden as too senile to be prosecuted over his wrongful retention of classified documents and noted the commander in chief did not remember when he was vice president. <laughs> and did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. That one breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. I do not like Joe Biden. I do not like the Bidens. But in a general sense of forgetting when your son died, bro, that makes me I'm 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 welling up a little bit. He can't even. Oh, wow. That's sad. You know, they're a crackpot corrupt family, though. So there's only so much I can muster out. And unfortunately for them, it is not a single tear that comes out of this face. Something isn't right. I mean, I got to tell you a story. You tell me a story about Hachiko. I got, 
I, I got to say, you tell me a story about Hachiko the dog, I'll be bawling my eyes out. You tell me a story about Joe Biden, can't remember his son. I'm like, they're a bunch of corrupt, evil people. Wow, that, that's, you know. Something isn't right. And even if it's minor, it must be explained to the public. Dr. Stuart Fisher, Stuart Fisher, a primary care physician at a nursing home in the Bronx, told The Post. The horse is out of the barn. Not only does Biden have an infirmity to some degree, but he has delayed producing objective evidence. The internal medicine expert added, arguing that no one is buying the president's defenses about his memory. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. My favorite thing about all of this is that they're like, unfortunately, uh, Joe Biden can't go to prison because he's too senile. And then Biden's like, no, I'm not. I'm smart. I can go to prison. That's basically what he's saying. Like he was asked in that press conference, your memory's really bad. He's like, my memory's fine. <laughs> like, Dude, shut up. They're telling you you won't go to prison so long as you have a bad memory. No, my memory's fine. Oh, okay, then go to prison. I say this. I think the DOJ should acquiesce to Biden's request and lock him in prison to prove, in fact, he's all with it. The results of Biden's most recent physical exam released by the White House in February of last year described the chief executive as fit to successfully execute the duties of president, but made no mention of a cognitive test or an assessment of his mental fitness. On Friday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre claimed to reporters that she had talked to White House physician Kevin O'Connor around that time, and he had told her that because of the president's actions every day, what he deals, deals with with world leaders, domestic issues, blah, 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 blah. That shows the president is very much active and understand what's going on. No, it doesn't. That's stupid. <laughs> you don't know what he's saying to these people behind closed doors. For all you know, he's sitting down with world leaders. He's looking at Emmanuel Macron. He's like, Mitterrand, listen. Mitterrand, you know, I like ice cream, but it's getting small and the price is staying the same. And Macron's like, oh, wow. Hey, please <laughs> say more. This is where we're currently at. I absolutely love it. The New York Times. This is like one of the most insane articles you could write. You've got doctors being like, we would like him to be tested. The DOJ is not going to prosecute him. Then we want we want answers here. I got to say, Republicans need to file a resolution or whatever right now saying Biden must be tested or invoke the 25th Amendment. But, you know, Republicans are weak and impotent, so they likely will not do anything despite all of this. To be fair, to be fair, maybe we don't want them to give the American people the chance in what are we like eight months? Not even. I mean, just short of eight, eight months, the opportunity to decide for themselves. So to, to be fair, it probably makes more sense Republicans don't take action against Joe Biden because the more he fumbles and falters, the easier it will be for Donald Trump to win, which is why Democrats need to swap Joe Biden out now, which is why Kamala Harris is sitting there going, I'm ready to serve. You know, look, Kamala Harris, man, she she is what, what like I call it like Forrest Gump, but at least she'll say words. And I, and I, I mean this sincerely, like, you know, a comment below. What do you think? You've got two people. Let's say someone asks, we've got a crisis brewing in the Middle East. The Houthi rebels have been targeting civilian cargo vessels. How would you respond? 
Take your pick. You got Joe Biden going, look, you know, uh, you got uh, uh, Kameni and you got uh, uh, Gorbachev. You know, it's, it's we got you got to do it. You got to get it. And then you're like, what? And then you get Kamala Harris. And here's the best part. Her response is, well, what they're doing is bad because the attacks they took and made are bad. And that's a bad thing for us. Take, take your pick. You get one of two options. I got to be honest, by like a slight margin, I guess I'd take Kamala Harris. But for all we know, she's faking it. and She's actually just like extremely evil. So the, the New York Times goes on to mention his broken brain and all that, all that stuff. Republicans were quick to pounce, some calling the president unfit for office and demanding his removal. But while the report disparaged Mr. Biden's mental health, medical experts on Friday noted that its judgments were not based on science and that its methods bore no resemblance to those that doctors use to assess possible cognitive impairment. Please, New York Times, write more of this. Please. Because the American people can see Joe Biden, okay? So when you're like, actually, the doctors didn't say it, people are like, bro, I saw the guy. He fell up the stairs twice. (laughs) He's clearly not there. I love it when the media tells on themselves. All right, all right. In the simplest form, the issue is that doctors and family members have been dealing with for decades. How do you know when an episode of confusion or a memory lapse is part of a serious decline? You don't, said David Lowenstein, director of the Center of Cognitive Neuroscience and Aging at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. The diagnosis requires a battery of sophisticated and objective tests that probe several areas, different types of memory, language, executive function, problem solving, and spatial skills and attention. No, no, no. We're stopping now. If you want a man who has the button, okay, the button, and he can press it, and he can't remember who's alive, then perhaps he should not have that button, and we should ask him to kindly step away from office. But this dude is such a crackpot, it ain't going to happen. I don't know exactly what you can expect, but it's basically everybody saying, yo, it's not happening, okay? Politico writes opinion. The Republican fantasy that Democrats will replace Joe Biden. No, Michelle Obama is not going to be the nominee. I don't believe you. I don't know that it'll be Michelle Obama, okay? I, I don't know that. I just don't see Joe Biden being president. Or I should say, I don't, I, as, as the candidate. Reason why? First, his advanced age and mental decline seems to be rapidly accelerating. The idea that he stays alive. And I'm not saying anything bad happens to him in terms of like externalities. I'm saying, He may just sleep one day and not wake up. And then Kamala Harris becomes president. It doesn't matter what you want to happen. It doesn't matter if you think Democrats don't want to do it. This is funny because they write the Republican fantasy that Democrats will replace Joe Biden. Ask yourself what it means to replace Joe Biden. Are you are are, what, what they're saying is that so long as Joe Biden is alive, Democrats won't swap him out. Fine. Fair point. But what are the chances he just is really old and doesn't make it? They will replace Joe Biden. Otherwise, there'd be no Democrat nominee. The other reality is just because this guy, Rich Lowry, has his opinion doesn't mean it's true. I get it, though. I don't know that it'll be Michelle Obama. Who knows? Maybe her betting odds have been jumping up pretty much uh, a a, a good amount. Let's do this. I'm going to pull up electionbettingodds.com and Drop this one over here. So right now, they have uh, so they don't have Michelle Obama for uh, the Dem nomination. 
U.S. presidency. Take a look at this. This is fascinating. Joe Biden, 71% chance of winning the Democrat nomination. Donald Trump, 89% chance of winning the GOP. But Michelle Obama doesn't appear in the nomination bracket, but she's number three, number three for the U.S. presidency. Okay, fine. Maybe it will not be Michelle Obama. I don't think she's going to do it. I really don't think so. She's got this quote, James O'Keefe did some undercover reporting, where she said, I saw everything my husband went through, and I don't want to go through that. Not to mention all the big Mike memes. I don't think she wants to be in that spotlight. She probably wants to back away and be like, look, I'm rich, I'm comfortable, leave me out of it. But I do think there's a strong possibility that they replace Joe Biden. I think I, I, I did. A, I had a prediction about this months ago where I said Biden will drop out. They will replace him. That is my prediction. Unless. Unless they're just waiting for it to all burn down. Now, that may be the case. They may have decided to resign themselves to the fact that they couldn't find anybody to win anyway. It's potentially evidenced by this post from J.D. Vance. He said, I just sent this below memo to every one of my Republican colleagues in Congress. Buried in the bill's text is an impeachment time bomb for the next Trump presidency. If he tries to stop funding the war in Ukraine, we must vote against this disastrous bill. That's right. We've been talking about it on Timcast IRL. A lot of what Democrats are doing right now seem poised to sabotage Donald Trump in the next term. Why are they ramping up illegal immigration? Because when Trump comes in, he will try to reverse it, which means they need a threefold increase in illegal immigration. Why? You've got the, the, 20, to 20, uh, the 20 to 24 cycle where they want X amount of illegal immigrants. But they know Donald Trump will reverse and create a zero sum, which means if they do three times the amount of illegal immigrants they normally do and Donald Trump reverses as much as he can, they get two years of illegal immigration crammed into one that Donald Trump cannot stop. And of course, the funding for the war in Europe. I think we will see some larger mobilization later on in this year, perhaps in the Middle East. Why? They want to start the wars and create a circumstance where Trump will not be able to get out of them. It's all being lined up. Perhaps that's their strategy. We thought for a while it may be Nikki Haley that she would try to subvert Trump. That doesn't seem to be happening. And maybe it was that it was never really their plan and uh, Vivek was wrong and I was wrong. And perhaps their real plan is just let's steamroll through as much as we can into law now so that Donald Trump will have too much to undo and we will bog down his second term with useless garbage. Like a lot of procedural stuff, a lot of uh, hand tying and legislative action that will make it very difficult for Trump to accomplish anything. I think that's where we're going. But I got to say, if that's the case, they will not remove Joe Biden. I think it is fair to say behind the scenes, it is true and correct. We have all been right. They don't want Joe Biden to run. Now, what strategy they take to stop Donald Trump may actually involve Biden running. I think if they're serious, I'll put it this way. I will lighten up my prediction from several months ago that Biden will drop out. And I'll, and I'll say it this way. I accept that I may be partially wrong on that. But I also will state that I am mostly right. We know they don't want Joe Biden. And the reason why I say he won't run is because I think everyone recognizes he can't. His brain is broken. However, they may take a political strategy of keeping him in for some other reason, meaning 
Maybe they're like, no, 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 no. Let's just leave him in. There's no backbench. Let's just sabotage Trump. That could be the reality, too. Then Trump is expected to win. And they sabotage him. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Yesterday, a far leftist entered Joel Osteen's church with a rifle that had Free Palestine written on it, opened fire on the churchgoers. Fortunately, I believe from the reports right now, nobody has died. However, a child who was with the far leftist was critically injured, and a man was shot in the leg. We've got breaking news on this, so I'll just give it to you straight from the post-millennial. Joel Osteen Church shooter, identified as Janesse Moreno, also went by Jeffrey. The individual who walked into Joel Osteen's Lakewood, Texas church on Sunday, pulled out a gun and opened fire, has been identified as Janesse Yvonne Moreno, 36. Moreno, wearing a trench coat, opened fire when entering the church along with a five-year-old child. Local news reports that multiple sources have said that Janess is suspected of being the armed woman who was killed at the, at, at the church Sunday. Reports indicated that the shooter was female, but Moreno may have been male. Moreno was shot and killed by two off-duty officers. Moreno's weapon was emblazoned with the slogan, Free Palestine. Jeremy Rogalski of KHOU-TV further reported that Moreno had prior arrests for assault, forgery, marijuana possession, theft, evading and unlawful carrying a weapon. They say Moreno also identified as Jeffrey Escalante. So I don't know. There's there's numerous reports saying it was a female shooter. No idea. There's a distinction, obviously, between female and, 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 and male. However, often when it comes to the corporate press, they will use female interchangeably with men and women interchangeably. And we, we, we don't know. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Janice Moreno went by Jeffrey Escalante Moreno, among other aliases, and was from El Salvador. The child Moreno bought, brought to the church was shot and injured. The child remains in critical condition in the local hospital. A 57-year-old man was also shot in the leg and taken to a hospital for treatment. Authorities searched a home in Conroe that is believed to be associated with a shooter. Moreno openly discussed a love of weapons, firearms, and posted about cleaning an AR, showing off the weapons as well. I'm, I'm assuming... They had an AR-15. Is that pulled out a gun? Okay, but what is it? The AR is the big question. It had "Free Palestine" written on it. They're reporting, but I think it's an important distinction whether or not this person had the AR-15. Here are photos. Moreno also posted about giving money to Austin's church and indicated that Moreno had attended and was part of that church. So here we can see some various photos of the individual. However, I think it's it's safe to say the individual is likely a female. May have been a trans man. I'm not sure. Austin spoke about the shooting, saying there are forces of evil, but the forces that are for, for us, the forces of God are stronger than that. So let's see. This is a story. Child in critical condition, female suspect down after shooting at Joel Austin's Lakewood Church in Texas. We have this from the from the Daily Mail. We have uh, more information here. The woman entered the Houston church 
with a five-year-old just before 2 p.m. began shooting. There was an engagement. So I believe the shooter may actually have had a handgun. I'm not sure, but let's uh, let, let's read and uh, see if we can uh, get some more information here. Because I thought I thought it was an AR-15 because I, I, I've been reading it, but I think I may have misunderstood. And it was just that they had a post. They posted a photo of it. They say the female shooter who opened fire on Sunday had a free Palestine message written on her weapon. The footage captured the horrifying seconds after a woman in a trench coat shot up the Houston megachurch of the celebrity pastor. Images from the scene show the chaotic, chaotic moments. Terrified congregants run to safety after several shots uh, are being fired. I think this is probably a female. I think the initial reports are probably correct. It was a female likely identifying as Jeffrey as a trans man. And I don't know what the you know what the issue may be. But we saw this with um, the trans shooter in it was Nashville, I believe, also a trans man. Perhaps it has something to do with the, the testosterone. Police chief Troy Finner said it was not clear whether the young child was struck by the officers uh, who had responded, who returned fire or Finner. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Finner added a 57 year old man. No, no, I'm sorry. Finner was the chief guy or the um, um, I'm forgetting the name of the, of the Moreno. Not Finner. Chief Finner said that the woman began shooting. Both officers engaged her and the woman was killed. He praised the officers for quickly confronting the woman, adding she had a long gun and it could have been a lot worse. OK, so so it was likely an AR-15. Right. Makes sense. I don't know why they, they, they were mixing that. I thought, I'm pretty sure that's what I read when I was reading this and I got confused. The shooting happened between services at the megachurch that is regularly attended by 45,000 people every week, making it the third largest megachurch in the U.S., according to the Hartford Institute for Religious Religion Research. Austin's televised sermons reach about 100 countries. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. What do you guys think about his uh, his sermons? Have you guys seen them? Because I, I hear a lot of criticism that they're like corporatized religion, but that's pretty amazing. It was not clear where Austin was at the time, but he joined police at a news conference afterwards and said the church is devastated. But he added that the shooting could have been much worse if it had happened during the larger 11 a.m. service. He added he would pray for the victims and for the woman who did the shooting and their families. We're going to stay strong and we're going to continue to move to uh, continue to to move forward, Austin said after authority spoke. There are forces of evil, but the forces that are for us, for the forces of God, are stronger than that. So we're going to keep going strong and just, you know, doing what God's called us to do. I'm curious, you know, if it's true that this individual was a part of the of these uh, of the church. What about what what motivated this? However, based on the free Palestine message, I have to imagine this was not a person who was a member of this church. And if so, probably being reported strangely or incorrectly. Seems like this individual had far left tendencies, was targeting the church. But uh, again, don't know for sure. We'll have to see. Greg Abbott has issued a response. Our hearts are with those impacted by today's tragic shooting in Houston. Places of worship are sacred. I've spoken with Mayor Whitmire and offered full, the, the full support of Texas to bring this criminal to justice. Join Cecilia and me in praying for the Lakewood Church community. So, you know, considering that the individual is no longer living, I guess you can call that Justice. Christina Rodriguez, who was inside the church, told Houston television station KTRK that she started screaming, there's a shooter, there's a shooter. And then she and others ran to the backside of a library inside the building and stood in a stairway before they were told it's safe to leave. Police stood outside the building as authorities evacuated the church. Officials later announced a reunification center had been set up for people to find their loved ones at a nearby fitness center. Witness Paula Laverde said, So there was one shot first, and then there was a set of shots, and then we started running. 
And then there were multiple sets of shots. I can't really count them. It was at least five times that they shot multiple times. Longtime church member Alan Guity, whose family is from Honduras, said he was resting inside the church's sanctuary before 2 p.m. service as his mother was working as an usher when he heard gunshots. Boom, 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 boom. And I yelled, Mom, he said. The 35-year-old ran to his mother, and they both laid flat on the floor and prayed as the gunfire continued. They remained there for about five minutes until someone told them it was safe to evacuate. Outside, Guidi said, Guidi, I don't know how to pronounce it. He and his mother tried to calm people down by worshiping and singing in Spanish. Move in me, move in me, touch my mind and my heart, move within me, Holy Spirit. It seems like, however, that aside from the child who was brought in with the shooter, it's just one, one person who got uh, struck in the leg. Guidi was among the many congregation members who waited Sunday evening to be allowed to return to their vehicles as police continued to search the building. The church is located in what used to be an arena where the NBA Houston Rockets used to play years ago. The church said in a statement, there's an active situation involving shots fired at Lakewood. Law enforcement is on the scene. That is all the information we have at the time. Now, the Daily Mail has definitively uh, reported this as a a trans gunman, a gunwoman. So I'm not sure. Uh, The Daily Mail, this is is where it's, it's very, very difficult to understand. And this is where we have to have proper language. The Daily Mail always uses preferred pronouns and calls trans people by their preferred titles. That means if there is a male who is trans, they would say a woman or trans woman. The fact they're saying a trans uh, gun woman implies this individual is biologically male. However, it's been reported that the individual is biologically female. So I don't know what to tell you. We can't get accurate information on this. This is the state of the world that we are in. They say at least 20 police and fire trucks were near one of the church's entrances Sunday afternoon, including the fire department's hazardous materials truck. Finner said that it was reported the woman had a bomb, but no explosives were found when her vehicle and backpack were searched. Worshippers could be seen leaving the building as authorities evacuated the church before the news conference. Officials announced a reunification center. This we, we, had, we had read already. Um, let's see. The shooter was absolutely hellbent on killing as many people as possible. This is from one of the commenters. Situation is about as terrifying as shootings get. It's nothing short of a miracle that the number of innocent people aren't dead, that a number aren't dead. I mean, that is that is kind of amazing. I mean, uh, you know, as I'm reading the story and hearing that they had a long gun and were opening fire into the crowd, it is quite remarkable to me to hear the story that very few people, that only one individual was actually struck. And it's surprising not there's not more casualties and deaths. I think a lot of people are going to uh, have a religious awakening, I suppose. They're in church. A mass shooter comes in with far leftist ideology and only manages to injure one person. That is a very fortunate. I don't know if you call that a miracle, but, you know, figuratively, colloquially, it's a miracle that nobody was seriously injured or killed. Um, unfortunately, the child was critically injured, but we don't know that that, that it seems to be it may have been the officers returning fire, which struck the child, but the child was with the shooter. So to everybody, I'm glad I'm glad to hear everyone's OK. We'll get more information on this uh, later, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. The revolt against the machines has begun from Gizmodo. Crowd sets Waymo self-driving car on fire. Quote, they couldn't even recognize the vehicle. That's right, my friends. In what is actually just a rather simple story, there were people riding in one of these self-driving taxis. A bunch of people then began attacking the self-driving taxi, apparently for no reason, setting it on fire and completely destroying it. I think it's fair to say people do not like these robocars. 
people don't like the robots in general, because it's not just this story. We saw this, uh, uh, you know, six, seven months ago, robot delivery vehicles under attack. And I don't think it's actually an uprising against the machines. I think it's the realization for many of these people that nothing's coming for you. There's no people here. The machines are garbage and there's no consequences. You're not going to go to jail. You're not going to get arrested. They're letting people go for beating cops in New York City. So the funny thing is the nightmare dystopia pushed by many of those industrialists in San Francisco now get to reap the benefits. People are going to say with no accountability, your machines will be destroyed. Well, so be it. It's your politics, right? Here's the story. A crowd in San Francisco vandalized a Waymo self-driving car, no passenger, uh, carrying no passengers on Saturday night. Okay, so I, I think people, I thought, I thought it said people were, were in it, but I guess not. Breaking its windshield and setting it ablaze. Once firefighters got the situation under control, only a burn husk of the Waymo remained. According to Waymo, the self-driving car was navigating through Chinatown at about 9 p.m. when it was suddenly surrounded by a crowd. Members of the crowd defaced the vehicle and threw a firecracker inside it, which set it on fire. The SFPD said on Sunday that no injuries had been reported and that the cause of the fire was currently under investigation. Quote, we are working closely with local safety officials to respond to the situation, a Waymo spokesperson told Gizmodo in an email on Sunday. The incident occurred just days after a Waymo self-driving car hit a bicyclist in San Francisco. And last October, a GM autonomous cruise vehicle dragged a pedestrian on the road for 20 feet. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Six meters. The incident led California to suspend the operation of cruise robo taxis in the state over safety concerns. Michael Vandi, a former Amazon software engineer, was in Chinatown on Saturday, the day of the Lunar New Year, to watch the fireworks and saw the incident with the Waymo firsthand. He also recorded it and posted it to X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Take a look at this. Vandi told Gizmodo in a direct message that the Waymo vehicle was at a stop during a small traffic holdup when someone in a white hoodie jumped on the hood of the car and literally WWE style KO'd the windshield and broke it. Look at that. That's nuts, man. They destroyed this thing. The crowd was shocked, Vandi said. And people started paying attention to what was happening and gathering around the car. At that moment, someone else jumped on the hood and a group of people started clapping and encouraging the behavior. <laughs> Yo, people are cheering. They, they must really hate these things in SF. That was when it went wild. There were people with skateboards breaking the glass and others graffitiing the car. There were two groups of people, folks who encouraged it and others who were just shocked and started filming. The software engineer explained, no one made a move to stop them. I mean, there wasn't anything you could do to stand up to dozens of people. You know what this phenomenon is? I've explained this before, and it's coming for you. It is. Be, aware, be warned. One guy decides to take an action. Well, I'm assuming it was like an elbow slam of some sort, like he jumped and then shoulder, elbow, shattered the windshield. Maybe. I don't know. He does this. If nobody goes near the car, that's the end of it. It's just one guy 
hitting a car. But what happens? A group gathers around and now with this large mob, someone else adds one more grain of sand to that heap, hitting the car. Someone else sees other people are joining in. They hit the car. One by one, the escalation happens until it is completely destroyed. And I've explained this in the context of how you see rioters break into buildings. In my experience covering riots, I have not, for the most part, seen someone run to a building, smash out the windows, reach in, unlock the door, climb inside and start going nuts. What I have seen is a large group of people will be surrounding a building. Someone will throw something at the building. Glass, a bottle will shatter. Someone else will throw a rock breaking a window. Someone else will run up and start peeking inside. Once everyone sees someone else, they assume, quote unquote, it's on. And so not it's an avalanche. The snowflake doesn't blame itself. No individual person destroyed this car. It was everybody seeing each other one up until the point where this car was ignited. Now, I say the reason why it's coming for you is because this is what will happen. You'll have rioters outside your house. Someone will throw an egg at the house or a rock or who knows, break a window. Someone else will then run up and hit your screen door, shattering glass with a skateboard. Someone else seeing these people running up to the house, one by one, they each run up and do one little thing thinking, I'm not doing anything crazy. Someone will run up, open the door and bash the the front door. Someone will run up and kick it and then run away. Now the door is open. Someone will then go up and be like, whoa, whoa, and they'll look inside. The person behind him sees him leaning in and assumes he's going in and they'll start leaning in too. And then one by one, avalanche. Now you've got a mob of people breaking into your house, smashing your stuff. And that's what happens. That's what happens at Target. That's what happens at these grocery stores when they get riots in them. That's what happened here with this car. Mob mentality, mob avalanche. The software engineer said he wasn't sure what happened next. He assumes that this is when the fireworks was uh, fireworks were lit inside the car. But he saw smoke for a few seconds and then full on flames. He left when he heard the sirens from the fire department getting closer. Here's what I love. We have this post from r slash singularity robot delivery services have a few hundred hurdles they need to overcome. Still, I don't see how this is profitable for the delivery company in our current urban environment. This is a, a video. I'll just play it for you. Uh, a, a compilation, which we we played months ago of people destroying delivery robots. Look, there are consequences. A food delivery robot's footage led to a criminal conviction in L.A. Serve Robotics handed footage over to the LAPD after two people attempted to steal one of its bots. I got to tell you what I see happening, and it's very obvious. They're going to put on a bandana. They're going to run up. They're going to spray paint the sensors. They're going to take whatever they want, and they're going to leave. They're going to flip the thing over, and that's it. Dude, there's free stuff. Like, that's the mentality they're going to have. If you got a human being carrying a bag of groceries, <clears throat> you want to rob that human? You have to fight a human. That, how, how do you deal with it? Vandalizing robots, not murder. It may be robbery. You may get in trouble for it, for sure. But how are you going to fight back? The robot's going to do nothing. So you're sitting with your app open, watching a little de- delivery robot come to deliver your food, and someone's going to go kick it over, take your stuff, and be like, do something about it. I'll tell you this too. It's getting wild out there, my friends. So we ordered sandwiches yesterday for uh, the Super Bowl party we were having. Thought it'd be great if we got pizza wings and we got subs. That's right. A little bit of everything for everybody. And uh, yo, it was really hard to order. 
It was like, verify your email. Now verify your phone number. Now solve a CAPTCHA. And I'm like, this is crazy. It, had, it made me do two different uh, tests, like a text to my email and a text to my phone or a code to my email and a code to my phone. And I'm like, man, but we, I know exactly why this is happening. There's the scam people are pulling off where they'll go onto one of these apps. They'll order a big meal from a fast food restaurant. But here's the kicker. They personally. So, OK, guy A orders a meal. Goes to Wendy's and says, I got to pick up an order for guy A. And they're like, oh, it's right here. And he grabs the food and he leaves. Food's already paid for through the app. Don't worry about it. When the delivery person shows up, they say, I'm looking for delivery for guy A. And they go, someone already picked that food up. And they go, OK, walk outside. No food. Cancel order. I watched this Instagram video on a guy, a guy who does delivery for one of these apps explaining the people will order the food for themselves, pick it up themselves. And when the delivery guy comes to find it's not there, cancels the order. And then the person who ordered the food says, never got my food. Now, how about that? It's a trick. And then I guess I don't know who ends up paying for it. I guess the, the delivery company, the delivery apps. So now the security is insane. But more to the point, with these self-driving cars, I wonder if this is just like, yo, nobody asked to live in this way. But more importantly, it's not really a revolt against the machines. It's that these people fear no accountability. It's like throwing a rock. Just, no, I just mean like in general, like kicking a rock. This is a car. Sure, it belongs to somebody, but there's nobody in it. So what are they going to do about it? Now, granted, apparently a lot of these people who attack the car, their faces are visible. Considering the current state of law enforcement, I really don't think it likely that anything will happen. Maybe, though, they attacked a, a big tech corporation in San Fran. Maybe that's the one thing that'll actually get people riled up and angry. We'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then.